out to Steve for holding it down the past couple of weeks. Shout out to Rod for coming back. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, man, it, it's it's been rough. Uh, admittedly, I was a little bit pissed off. Uh, I was away from work, so that kind of helped me and assisted me in, in you know taking a a need for lack of a better word but we are on episode 27 the fred smoot pod and we're going to be talking about the new york giant post game wrap up um so i'm not going to go into a a long theater tribe like i typically do i'm just going to jump right into it so first topic is the game synopsis so uh it was a pretty pretty disheartening uh game uh we had an interception that resulted in seven points uh, eventually when the offense got in the field for the Giants. And we had that fumble uh, six situation, fumble return for a touchdown. Um, ultimately, I think that we were playing pretty decently. We were, we were definitely playing well enough to win the game. Um, you just hate to see those occurrences, you know, turnovers leading to offensive points and or defensive points for the opposing team. Typically does not bode well for uh, the team that is making the mistakes. So synopsis for me, um, I haven't really seen what Ron Rivera said that we would see with the change of quarterback uh, to be in a close game with the own five team. Um, didn't feel good, you know, but it is what it is. So you try to go for the win and two point conversion didn't convert. And we are what one in five. So last place in the NFC East. So that's the uh, synopsis for me thus far. Uh, Steve, what's your quick synopsis of yesterday's action? Yeah, I mean, pretty much the same. I <clears throat> I think we expected a lot and we didn't get a lot. But, um, you know, we'll talk some more about this when we, when we break down the further subjects. But overall, it, it was just kind of meh. You know, the defense was really bad at times. And then they really bucked down towards the end of the game, second half. They really locked it down, minus a few uh, Devontae Freeman breakaway runs. But... Yeah, it was pretty much the same thing we've seen all year. I really, I know some people say that everything looked different, but it, it didn't really look that much different to me at the end of the day. And the end result was still the same. We were one and four heading into uh, Dallas week uh, to face off with Andy Dalton and those guys who are actually playing right now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they are. Um, on Monday night. So it, Tied 0-0. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. At least I don't think we came away too banged up, which was good. Minus uh, Sadiq Charles, which kind of hurt getting hurt on the second play of the game. But other than that, we came away pretty healthy. So that's all you can really ask for at this point. No, definitely. Definitely. Uh, At least with him, too. Like it it looked far worse um, when Sadiq Charles kind of went down and that block grabbed his knee. Uh, It came out today. It was a dislocated knee. Mm. Um, We saw the we saw Pat Mahomes dislocate his knee a couple of years ago. And granted, different body style, not 300 plus pounds. But they're saying that he'll probably take a week off and then come back after the bye. So a little bit of good news with that. Uh, He will not lose the season. Knock on wood. Uh, Phil, what's your quick synopsis, brother? Quickly put, I mean, I saw some things, some things look really good. Let's face it. We handed them this game. Um, If you take away the two turn, the the 14 points off turnovers, the giants couldn't move the ball effectively against our, our defense. If you, this is, I like to subtract. If there's, if there's an outlier, subtract an outlier. Take away that Daniel Jones run, that 49-yard run he had. We held the Giants under 200 yards of offense. Our defense did its job. We don't turn the ball over. Giants score six points that game. We win, and we win pretty decisively. So we handed them that win. So, I mean, there's – and I'll get into the details of, you know, where there's things we should be hopeful for and things we shouldn't do later, but – 
basically, I feel like we gave it to him on a silver platter. No, I I agree, man. It's uh, it's definitely a disheartening way to to lose. You 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 had a chance to go up two games to nil in the division. Um, unfortunately, you fall to the Giants, and that is not reality. But we will slide over to overreaction Monday. Uh, so if you were part of the Redskins Addicts admin chat, we were pretty much at each other's throats yesterday. Yes. We? <laughs> I don't know if it was a we. It might have been a me and one other person. Me first. <laughs> don't don't want to rush in. A um, certain person isn't here, uh, Ellie. Am I, am I good? You're good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So uh, overreaction Monday for me, Scott Turner sucks as a play caller, and we have no running game. Uh, so just like looking at the stats, eight rushes for McKissick, 41 yards, nine rushes for Gibson, 30 yards, uh, two rushes by Allen, eight yards, Par- Barber, four rushes for six yards, and Isaiah Wright, one rush, one yard. Uh, we we got to fix that. So whether it's Dwayne Haskins, uh, Kyle Allen, and or Alex Smith back there uh, as the quarterback. You got to diversify your assets, man. And right now we're not doing that. We have no running game. Uh, We cannot successfully run a play action uh, to kind of help stretch out the field and and get guys a little bit more open. Uh, And this is a theme for me. uh, And I think probably for many of us this season is that we're not, we're not doing what we need to do on offense to be creative and set guys up for a, for huge opportunities. So uh, with that, I'll slide over to Phil. What's your overreaction Monday? We can't run the ball for <clears throat> um, trying yeah. to curse less people. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, yeah, uh, right. It, it, I'm right there with it. We can't run the ball and God, you know, when our offense seems to start humming a little bit better, Oh, the guy leading it's turnover prone, which I've been saying all season. Oh, put Kyle Allen in, but Jesus, you, do you like interceptions? Do you like turnovers? And that's what we got. So it's it's like we can't win for losing. Um, but the, I think biggest problem is, is that we have an offense that's not predicated on throwing the ball downfield, but we don't take any pressure off the quarterback, so they have that opportunity to not just dink and dunk their way down the field. And you do that by running the ball. Now, I don't know if we just if we just need to start using Peyton Barber more, uh, you know, between the tackles um, or what. But just our two main running backs have this beautiful habit of running into the back of a three hundred pound man's ass every play. They run smack into them and then try to slide off. And the problem is, is that. They're running smack into these guys, and before they can make a decision to cut left, right, whatever, there's defenders on. They're they're making their decisions too late, or they're they're trying to hide. I don't know what the thought process is, but it is so annoying to see J.D. McKissick starting to run outside, and he goes right into Morgan Moses' back. And I'm just like, what are you doing, dude? And you see that stuff all the time. And I don't know if that's play design, if if it's just their – if it's habit, I don't know. But it's like, dude, we can't run the ball consistently for nothing. 
No, we, we really can't. And it's it's frustrating when you got rid of a guy like AD and, you know, for what it's worth, he, he hasn't necessarily lit the league on fire either. Um, but I think that he was a, a hell of a lot better change of pace back than the Peyton Barber um, if you were going to use him in that role. Uh, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's something that we, we need to figure out. Um, and we need to figure out sooner rather than later. So we you know we got the Cowboys coming up next week and uh, I would love to be able to find it out or figure it out or for that game. Uh, but overreaction Monday over to you, Steve. So my overreaction is we still have zero conclusion from where we are as of last week to this week and the week prior. And the week prior, and the week prior, and the week prior. We saw the same things we've seen in the previous games. Defense comes out good, falls flat, comes back, picks it up, holds really well. Offense up and down, up and down, up and down. And I'm with you guys. We don't run the ball. That's not an overreaction to me. That's just a fact. And I think we're just, like you said, I'm numb to it. We just don't run the ball. It freaking sucks. But that's not an overreaction because it's becoming the norm. To me, it's just – we're just meant we have no identity still we we're exactly where we were week one questions that's that's my overreaction it's not really nothing is that glaring to me it was all just kind of like a eh, you know all game yeah dude i hate 106 and 7 um but grant and danny uh, danny uh shared a tweet uh just giving a quick and dirty count of uh Kyle Allen's stat line. So 21 of his 31 completions were within five yards on the line of scrimmage. Check down Charlie. Uh, 26 uh, were within eight yards. Uh, 10 were behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, and that's the third lowest intended air yards in week six. Uh, lowest intended air yards in the NFL over his two starts. Yeah. And he says, this is what their offense is. So it's it's just sad because we were told that Kyle Allen was going to be the fix. Um, he would be the guy that would make us competitive in the division. And it's a weak division. I mean, I, I'm not really mad at Ron saying, Hey, like if, if we're going to try and make a shot, let's go. Um, and I think that his ceiling or his, his, his basement is higher than Dwayne Haskins at this point in their careers. I think that's a fair assessment. Um, but I think that his ceiling is lower. Um, and, and it's it's just a weird place to be because you're like, okay, well, if this dude stunk it up last week horribly, um, him and Alex collectively were garbage last week. Um, if you're just looking at the stats and the, like the overall product, the overall numbers, like, hey, you know, he had 270 plus yards. Like he didn't look too bad. But when you look at what Danny tweeted, uh, you're like, damn, like uh, it's not working out too well. And uh, I mean, we'll see. It's... It, it's unfortunate. You kind of get, you get emotional about things at time. You're like, okay, well the first, first four or five weeks, uh, the defenses that we were facing were much more um, capable. Um, the giants were not supposed to have a capable defense. Um, we moved the ball, but was it really successful? It's uh, debatable. And we'll play the Cowboys next week and see. So I, I have two, th- same two, thing, two things, two things, Rob, real quick. What yeah, you yeah. said, um, the the whole air yards thing in the in the passes behind the line in front of the line that's the same thing that they were killing Dwayne on throughout all the first was it four weeks 
he yeah. played the same exact thing. I mean, the key to beat the Redskins guard zero to 10 yards, you're golden because neither, no one's going to throw it beyond 10 yards. If they do, it's an anomaly. So it's a, it's the same thing that they were killing Dwayne for. And the second thing is though, because you like, uh, I deal with numbers. I'm an analyst. I do. I like statistics. I will have to say that the, the giants, we talked about this on the, the Thursday pregame pod, the giants were better than people give them credit for, especially their defense. They were like, 10th in yards per game allowed they were a little bit lower in in, in points per game allowed eighth in uh, points eighth in points or sorry eighth in yards allowed 18th in points allowed. there you go so, and then like so like respectable pa- yeah it was respectable passing yards above top third run yards they were top eight so they weren't as bad their offense was terrible it's actually i think right below ours or we are right below them but the defense wasn't as bad as, you know, they were, they were, I'd say the defense is top third, uh, you know, just for, for context, right. Not taking sides, but just contextual um, clarity for, for sake of argument, but no, no yeah. I'm, I'm for you. It's, it's weird too, because the, the rumor mill says that, Hey, Dwayne was benched because after the Ravens loss, he apparently went up to the coach or coach went up to him. He went up to the coach and said, Hey, check the stats. Um, I think that would be a good reason to, to bench a player. Um, if true. Cause like, Hey, like stats don't mean shit. Right. Um, if you're not winning the game. Um, but I think what, what pissed me off yesterday was Ron Rivera in the press conference talking about Kyle Allen's stats. You're like, you yep. hypocritical son of a bitch. Like if it's, yep. if it's a legitimate statement as to why you benched Dwayne, because he was talking about stats and then, your post game talking about Kyle Allen's stats. It's like, Whoa, dude, like that's, that is the, truly an overreaction Monday for me. Like, are you fucking kidding me? The um, I, 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 held, I felt that way too. But then I began to realize that when I remember thinking during the Dwayne thing and the stats thing, I always wondered, well, what was the context? Was he, was he already getting into it with Rivera? He's like, what are you on my case for, man? I did this, 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 and this and quoted his stat line. You know, you know, trying to like throw it in his face, like, well, I threw 300 yards. That automatically makes me the better quarterback or whatever. We don't know the context of that. Yeah, was, without doubt. Yeah. So, so again, Rivera stating stats, it's just stupid move because knowing that that was already out there because it comes across a certain way. But then I'm, I'm always one who's searching for context of things before I jump off of the cliff. Um, after I jump off the cliff like I did yesterday. So <laughs> then I got to climb my way back up and, <laughs> and, and search for context. But um, okay, well, anyway, yeah, I mean, just the quote in the stat line was dumb. Now I was looking at some of the uh, there was some good, I mean, I can see where certain parts of this offense, save, it, save, it, save it for good, bad, ugly. If, if it falls in that category. Well, everything's going to be good, bad, or ugly in this game. There's a lot of all that. Well, go ahead. Um, then, that next segment. This boom. Good, bad, ugly, then. Nice segue, Phil. <laughs> I'll hold, I'll hold on to it. You want to start off the segment? Go, brother. I'll say this. We're giving you the I'll red carpet. This. I'll say this. I do see where there's th- parts of this offense that you can see where it does run better with Kyle, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the offense is going to be habitually successful, not because of Kyle or Dwayne or whoever, but because of the plays they're being called in the first place. Obviously, the quarterback is going to execute the plays they're being called. 
Now, I think Kyle does certain things with these plays. Maybe he's a better fit for what Scott Turner is running, but that doesn't mean what Scott Turner is running is any good. And that's where I think we're coming up, coming into an issue here is a lot of these short passes, who's calling them? Who's designing the quick, you know, you know, dump offs and everything else? Who's putting four receivers in the same eight yard box? That's Scott Turner. It is. It's a uh, good, bad, ugly for me. Then I mean, yeah. Turner. Well, I haven't gotten to that yet. But I just want to get that part off my chest. Yeah. I'll get to official good, bad, and ugly. I have that. All right. So I'll go with the ugly first. I'll, I'll try to end it with something positive. Ugly and bad are kind of mixed into one topic for me. That we have in this organization right now. Um, and I say that because you look at the performance of the quarterback position with, if you omit last week and you look at just, okay, you look at, uh, how Kyle Allen did this week versus the giants, it's reminiscent and very similar of what Dwayne Haskins was doing this season. Um, is he really taking the top off of defenses and, and leading the team to victory? No, I don't, I don't think he's been doing that. Neither quarterback has, um, but they've both been throwing fairly close to the line of scrimmage. They haven't really been taking shots downfield. Um, maybe that is predicated upon the fact that we don't have folks that can actually take the top off of a defense and, and stretch the field. And he's calling plays within the capabilities of his players, but it's just, it lacks creativity for me. It's, it's pretty stale. It's, it's pretty vanilla. And it looks like a preseason offense. Um, the good Chase Young uh, leading all rookies defensively with like an 88.9 uh, pro football focus rating. So I say that uh, especially because there's someone within the Red Sings that group, uh, one of the uh, one of the members saying, hey, Chase Young is like a bust. I'm like, what are you no talking way. about? Hurley. Hurley. It, that dude's weird. Oh, God, Hurley. You're, you're my early shout out then because uh, that's just – that's. I don't want to say you're an idiot, but that's idiocy. Um, there's so much more than sacks, and I think that's what everyone is always looking for. Um, I fall into that trap at times as well. Uh, I will at least admit to that. Uh, but Chase Young has been very much so um, a very capable player uh, for us this season. He has very much so lived up to the number two billing. So, And I guarantee team, good, teams, are, teams are planning for him, which is nice. what you want. Absolutely. Right? If you're going to commit more than one person to a player, that player is an impact player. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And I, he, he's been a stud thus far. So uh, that that's my good uh, for the Washington football team. Uh, Steve, I'll segue to you then, man. So yep. uh, I'll let Phil right. close it out. So my good, like I said, I break everything down on the surface of what it is. My good in this game is how Kyle Allen reacted after each turnover. I had to dig hard to find the stat, but to me, I, I, I really like to see how a quarterback, a young quarterback reacts after they, after they fuck up, you know, for lack of a better term. So after his um, interception, he went 12 for 15. Now, granted, context, some like those fall into the category of what you said, Rod, behind the line or in front of the line. I'm just telling you he went 12 for 15, okay? It's the NFL it's 12 for 15, but he had two passes, one pass for 12 yards, one pass for 15 yards. And it ended with a, a very, very good fade to the back 
back left corner to Logan Thomas for a touchdown. That was a beautiful pass. That was a beautiful pass. That is the best fade route I've seen us throw since Mark Brunel. I I can't argue with that. That was a beautiful pass, beautiful ball, perfect placement. Logan Thomas with the perfect catch, the perfect foot drag. Like that's what a fade's supposed to be. So that's that's a really good for me. And I I really liked how that ended. You know, I'm not – I'm not just, oh, he's trash. He's trash. You have to recognize, you know, game recognizes game. You got to point out the goods too. Um, and then how he reacted after that fumble, which he held on to the ball for too long. And I think Morgan lost his block, but he really held on the ball too long for that. But the good, he went after that play, he went seven for nine and it ended with a 22 yard touchdown to Cam Sims. And on those, that drive, he had an 18, a 18 yarder, a 13 yarder and a 22 yarder. So that was a great reaction for me of how a quarterback reacts after a turnover. That's important, right? How did the young quarterback face adversity? And it's not what you do, what you did. It's how you react to what happened to you. Same with Dwayne. How is he going to react to what's going on in his life right now? To me, that's a big thing. Um, so that's my good, my bad. Dustin Hopkins missed field goal in the beginning, bro. Like what's going on? He is on the downward slope. If he did, I'm not saying we would have won that game, but that, Phil said it in the in the uh, chat. That might come back to bite us in the end. And you know what? It sure as shit did come back to bite us. Called it. Um, ugly. <laughs> I had two uglies, but really one's just a, a footstep. Are they bumping? Nah, Phil already said it. Wide receivers running too close. On that interception he threw, there was three wide receivers and five giants. Three wide receivers within at least three yards of each other. Who the F calls plays like that. What kind of route concepts run you within three or four yards of each other? Three wide receivers. Stupid ball to throw, but still. It, terrible. It's Pop um, Warner play calling. I know. But my ugly, this is the real ugly. The two-point conversion at the end of the game. I understand the BS about, oh, you like Phil said, you go for it away. There's no fans. That's out the window. You have oh, to I take, agree. You I'm have just to saying take, that was his thought process. You have to take concept, uh, context for what it is that game what your offense is doing what your defense is doing we had momentum we had we had dominating time of possession i think in that quarter we ran 30 something plays they ran six it was it was horrible we had momentum we should have kicked it and let the team figure it out in overtime you want to see what your team's made of go right there that two-point conversion was was not a way to end the game. I get it, Riverboat Ron. I always go for it. You know what? I don't know if his health is affecting his decision-making, but to me, all the signs pointed to just kick that extra point and ride it out in overtime. We had Daniel Jones on lock. Make Daniel Jones beat you to end the game. We had shut down the running game. The defense was doing its mother-effing thing in don't that you, fourth quarter. Did you hear the stat? The, the last 37 37- plays from scrimmage in that game we ran 31 of them on offense yes that's what i'm saying we we dominated top that time it was it was nothing you kick the ball you score that was, the one point and then take your shot that was a dolphins time. versus redskins game from last year with oh, the dolphins with, trying with to Jay? go for two yeah, yeah fitz, fitz magic came in and almost won yeah almost won course. but i mean it's it's the same call uh maybe it works in our favor maybe it, <sighs> But am I, mean, I crazy for just, thinking that's that's how you should have attacked that two point conversion? I would have that, I would have kicked it and gone to overtime just because of the momentum. If I felt that our team was just barely hanging it, let's say, let's say we're, this was the, we were playing the Ravens, and 
we score a touch and we were miraculously were in this position. You go for two because you don't know if you're going to get that chance to, to go ahead yeah. in overtime. This is the Giants, and this is a, a Giants team that you have been hammering for the past you know hour of, of real-time football. That second half, you know, the only point that the Giants had in the second half was on that fumble return. Otherwise, our defense had them at zero points. Yep. And bar- they were barely getting, you know, to put plays on the field before they were off. At that point, you have to feel if, if Ron says that he's not an analytics guy, he's a gut guy, your gut should say, we are kicking their ass right now. We got them on the ropes. We'll just, you know, it's like when you're boxing, man. You, you, you lay in combinations. You don't always go for the knockout every single time. Sometimes you got to set it up. Yeah, and, I, and and he and he went and he went and swung hard too early. And I wonder if this yep. if the coordinators made a comment and he was like, "Nah, I'm pulling rank. We're going for it. like, why wouldn't? How come we can see that as fans, but they didn't see that as players? I mean, as teams, as staff. I don't understand it. That's why I really under, wonder if his, if he really just wanted that game over. He's like, well, if I do this play, either it'll be over or we're going to lose. I want to get out of here. I'm tired. I need an IV. I need to rest. I don't really – hypothetically speaking. I don't I'm see Ron as that I'm kind not, of guy. I, I, I know. I'm just, I just can't fathom why you would do that. And to say he should have ran it in, no, he would – I think looking at it now, I think Jabril Preppers would have laid his ass out. So oh, yeah. there was no oh, way yeah. that play was – that was a terribly designed play. You put two receivers in the far left corner, no outlet, no – no. you know what I mean? It, it, Why not we line up in that six, formation. Six, we, we line yeah. up in that formation. I'm like, are we going to – what are we doing? No I was one, confused. No one dragging said, across we didn't the field. spread him out for like, a draw. Yeah, I would have been okay with a draw. I probably would have, but it, yeah, it worked for Kirk Cousins. If he would have, uh, uh, it worked for Daniel Jones too. If he <laughs> would have maybe made a break for the pylon, it might have brought somebody up, but I, nobody was open. So I, it's tough. And was it a test? Was that two pound conversion a test? Like I put in the chat. I mean, yeah, like Dwayne's fourth and thirty five was a test. I mean, I don't I think know. it was a test, but I think it was a. I, I, hopefully. What Ron was saying is like he was putting a message out there that I'm in I'm in this to win, not to tie. I I think it was a bad decision. I'm just trying to read, you know, what he's trying to bring out, and yeah. and and I'm having a hard time doing that. I couldn't figure it out, but that's what I have. That's what I got, Rod. Yep, All right, close out. Good, bad, and ugly. The good. Our defense did come to play um, in every aspect of it. Yeah, Daniel Jones got off that that RPO run where he, where he just tucked it and went at you know at read option. And honestly, I even pointed out. I said this in the I said this in the chat where I said, "Man, no one thought he was going to run that." The cameraman, our defense, nobody thought he was going to pull that off. You know, I I followed the back because I thought he gave it to the back. If I'll tell you what, as much as I trash on Daniel Jones, his his uh, his read option and his RPO fakes are Landon fantastic. Collins is slow as shit. Oh my All right. gosh, dude, get your sprints up, bro. Oh my, yeah, yeah that was yeah. that's embarrassing. Landon Collins, if you ever listen to the Redskins Addicts podcast, 
you embarrassed me yesterday, man, getting outrun by Daniel Jones like that. Like, come on, dude. All right, go ahead, Phil. Daniel Jones doesn't even look athletic either. No, he but doesn't, man. He does have he does have a really good ball fake. I can't say the same for Kyle Allen. His, his fakes are are trash. But Daniel Jones, you're a trash quarterback, but you can fake a handoff really well. But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, nonetheless. Our defense, they come to play. Take away that one aberration of a run. We hold them under 200 yards of offense. And here's the thing I like the most. We came to hit. You talk that about that Chase Young hit, hit in the backfield? I in the swear backfield. to God. Well, hey, look, Chase Young's – our defensive line was was wrecking shop back there. They were I mean, dude, we didn't get – we only got one sack, but we were putting pressure on. You know, we were forcing Jones to have to go short. He couldn't go deep like he wanted to these receivers. We didn't give him the option. Um, Cole Holcomb. Remember what I said when my keys to the game was that our guys who were playing for the first time or starting for the first time needed to play well? Yeah, that's well, Sheriff, Sheriff Holcomb. Charles. Yeah, Charles. Yeah. I said Sheriff Holcomb, Everett, and Sadiq Charles. Well, Sadiq Charles didn't get that opportunity. Sheriff played all right. I He had one – I think he had a, a holding or a false start that I got really mad at him for. Um, but Holcomb and Everett really changed the entire tone of the center of that defense. So if anybody listened to Steve and, and took Evan Ingram in fantasy, uh, sorry, defense ruined that for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's me. I swear to, I swear to God, called, though, Everett – called hedge betting. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ellie Rivera. Anyway um, – <laughs> The point is, is that the Shaders Everett, I swear to God, injured four people in that game. Beast mode. I mean, he just, he was, every time he, somebody was down for the Giants, I'd watch the replay and I'm like, oh shit, the Shader the Everett was on that tackle. You know? And the only guy he didn't hurt on a tackle was Daniel Jones. And he hammered Daniel Jones pretty hard. So, um, but I, I swear to God, I saw three or four guys go down after Everett hits. Holcomb was playing well out there. Holcomb and KPL make a very athletic duo at, at linebacker, uh, which I think helps a lot in mitigating our issues in the center of the field. I think Everett takes better angles. Everett's not as fast as Troy Apke. Um, He's not as athletic, but he has a good nose for the ball. Wherever the ball's going, he's heading there. So, and that's what you want in a free safety. You want somebody who's tracking wherever the ball is going. So, he does that center field very well. The bad was that despite going eight for 15 on third down, two for two on fourth down, um, having over 70% completion percentage, two very nice touchdown passes, the bad is, Kyle Allen goes and loses this game by giving the ball away twice, once on a short field for an interception that led to a touchdown, and once on a fumble that was recovered for a touchdown. Um, that's bad. That's what I expected. But, again, I guess that's kind of what you get when you have somebody who is willing to take a few more chances. But, God, don't. we. If he just has one instead of two of those turn, turnovers, we win this game. Easily. Um, that, but that was bad. That was bad. And and like I said, there's certain parts of this offense that certain aspects of this offense do run better with Kyle Allen because he's able to anticipate a little more because he's comfortable with the offense. 
but statistically speaking, I didn't see anything that I couldn't expect out of Dwayne. Maybe a few less yards and a few less turnovers. That's, you know, really all I can say on that. The thing I like about Allen, though, is that he does extend plays a little bit better with his legs. Um, I'd like to see Dwayne get a little more comfortable with extending plays out in the pocket. The ugly was the hold on that on that Dustin, Dustin Hopkins field goal. Everything about that was ugly. The kick was ugly. The hold on the, of the ball was ugly. Everything was ugly. And that field goal really cost us the game. We wouldn't have this conversation about two-point conversion if Hopkins makes that field goal. It's crazy. It's not – this is not 1991 anymore. NFL kickers should be damn near automatic from inside of 50 yards. And he's not. And the thing is, is that he was. I don't know what's happened, but – I mean, I, I was checking. I saw there was a little wind in the Meadowlands, but you know that's going to be there. That shouldn't be unexpected. So you should be able to adjust if you're an NFL kicker. But that one was just it was it was it was an ugly kick and never had a chance to begin with. That thing went straight right the whole way. It didn't hook. It didn't bend. It just went straight. And I know Dustin Hopkins is going to keep his job. Rivera said he is, and. I don't know if there's really any better options just kind of floating around there in free agency right now, but after this season, we may, we really do need to, if, if Hopkins is not getting his head right, we need to look for another kicker. But I feel like we say this up to about this time every season. And that's. He's been with mind. us for quite a while though. Right. Yes. It's 2015. Yeah. And he always struggles at the beginning of the season. I yeah, still miss Nick Rose. Oh my God. <laughs> Nick Rose. This is my man crush, man. His 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 photo was like the the, the funniest shit ever, man. Because he just looked like he came from a frat party. Yep. Uh, oh, Nick Rose. He was solid too. Yeah, stupidity. <sighs> All right. So that is where we are standing, and we are going to talk about game balls. Game balls. Wow. Um. Who gets a game ball? I, I don't know. Um, I, I have to kind of uh, sit on this topic for a little bit and kind of think of, of who I would want to give a game ball to. It's always hard for me to 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 find that brightness out of a dark loss. So I will kick it to you, Steve, first. Bail myself right. out. Who's getting a game ball? Because I'm feeling like Santa Claus today. I'm giving away four game balls today. Four? Four. 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 He's holding up three fingers, folks. Go four, ahead. Four. Four. Sorry. It was my <laughs> virtual background that hit it. Four. Number no, one. No, no, no. Steve's good at math. He's eight. Yes, that's right. Good. <laughs> We're going to start with the defense. Kendall Fuller. Damn, man. You are just – you're playing lights out, bro. Keep it up. You get a game ball. Deron Payne. That dude was a force on the inside. He was stuffing holes. He was, he was just causing chaos. And, you know, when the season first started, I was really skeptical over – John Allen and Deron Payne, and I'm sold on Deron Payne. So if you got to let one go, John Allen, I'm sorry, bro. We peace. Deron Allen is a keeper. That dude is a disruption at nose tackle. Excuse Payne's, me. Payne's, Payne's an A plus player. He is, and man. 
I miss off- Ioannidis. I'm sorry. Yeah, I do miss Ioannidis. I think it'd be a different story if if John Allen Ioannidis were were in and out. But all right, offensive game balls. Logan Thomas, I've been waiting for you to do something all year, and you finally did something. So you know what? You get a game ball. That was a great catch, a great toe touch. I did not honest. I honestly didn't think you were capable of doing that. Not gonna lie. So you get a game ball. And then the most important game ball, if you're going to make me just give one for the whole thing, you can forget all those other ones. Cam Sims, you get a game ball. Bro, I want this dude to get more playing time on offense. Thank you. I've been dying for Cam Sims to get more playing time. And he made something happen, bro. He busts his ass on special teams. That dude is working so hard. and All he wants is a chance. And you know what? He did it. So Rivera, Scott Turner, give that dude some more opportunities he might not have the best you know speed he might not be the fastest but he's got a great heart uh, he's fully committed he's making plays for you on special teams give that guy more burn so he made that catch he made that catch on a route that i have been dying for us to do more of uh, he did a little out and up yeah it was beautiful so if you're gonna make me go to one it's cam sims but i had four all together so that's it phil who gets your game boss all right well steve took a lot of my thunder so i got a couple of Steve got pretty much named everybody I was thinking, except I'm going to give a game ball to DeShazer Everett for being mm. all over the damn field, um, just making hits, laying lumber on people. Like I said, when you can cleanly hurt three or four guys, not like major injuries, but you, you rough them up a little bit. It's just football. It's a contact sport. And dude was making heavy contact. So DeShazer Everett gets a game ball. Um Actually, I will give – I want to give a, a, a group game ball to our secondary in general in pass coverage. Uh, we're not going to talk about Landon Collins trying to run down Daniel Jones. <laughs> right? yeah. That's why he only gets to put one finger on the game ball. Everybody else gets to put a whole palm. Um, <laughs> but Daniel Jones had to go short. And part of the reason is that nobody was getting open downfield. And our corners – I've said this for a couple of weeks now. Our corners have been surprisingly good this year. Um, they're, they're not getting beat like drums. When, when our offense is giving up yards, it's over the middle. It was linebackers and safeties blowing responsibility. Our corners can play. And I think that's that sets us up well because if Everett continues to play like he did this week, you're looking at the weakest player or the worst player on our secondary up to this point this season you could probably point at as landing Collins because Apke's no longer playing so when you can say landing Collins is the worst player in your secondary you might have a decent secondary uh so secondary gets a collective game ball um last but not least I am going to give a game ball to Terry McLaurin he made a lot of clutch catches he didn't have scoring he didn't have any, you know, touchdowns or anything like that. The stat line isn't too flashy. I mean, he had seven catches, 74 yards uh, with a long of 20. So that means a lot of his catches were in similar space. But um, he got us multiple first downs and third down situations. And he – everything is a positive with Terry. And, you know, he didn't do the superstar plays today, but he did the steady workman performance. You know, I'll take that. Uh, sometimes, you, you know, defense is going to key on you. And everybody everybody who plays us knows that Terry McLaurin is the receiver to watch for. And he still goes out there and gets seven catches, 74 yards, uh, a couple of very key catches. I love him running those little uh, those little bubble screens and little slip screens that they do on, to the outside where he slides in. 
our wide receivers can block. And that's one thing I like. And Terry, he's a lot, he, he's really developing some little uh, quick, ch- quick twitch moves that we didn't know he had. But I've seen that on a couple of those screens this year. And I'm, I'm liking that. So if we're going to do this east-west passing game, use Terry more, man, because he's making plays off of that. So, Terry, you get a game ball for being the steady, the steady hand. Rod? Me. My game ball is going to Dustin Hopkins for embracing the tank. So you got a chance to tie the game. <laughs> you got you got a chance to tie the game, and Dustin's like, "Nah, I'm not doing that, man. I'm I'm taking." So uh, I can appreciate that. Kicking sixty six percent for the season, embracing the tank, not going with what your coach is trying to tell the me and the fan base about winning the division. Nah, I'm gonna take that forty seven yard field goal. I'm gonna push it all the way right. Maybe maybe it, he was doing some. You seen the replacements? Maybe yes. he was under duress. I'm taking the tank. I, I like a Dustin Hopkins, man. Like no pressure. There's no pressure. If there's no pressure, right. That doesn't make any sense, but I'm saying it. So Dustin Hopkins, you get the game ball. You get the game ball that you push way, right. That's yours. Go grab it. And Dontrell Inman, the 31 year old dude making the most out of his opportunities. I think he kept a couple drives alive for us he yesterday. Did. Yep. Um, five receptions, five targets. So, I mean, you throw the ball at him, he's making the catch. Um, I, I slammed him uh, very early in this season. Um, just it, it wasn't really slamming him. It was just slamming the notion of, okay, if you're going to get a 31-year-old wide receiver, there are other guys with larger names that could probably do the same or more. He didn't but, help his cause, though, bro. Like, he would run routes short of the sticks, and he would fall short of the sticks. With, so he did that. Yeah, but he did good. He did good. He did good on Sunday. Yep, so I'll give it to him. So that's yep. that's the two game balls. And defensively, um, Chase, I'll give you one because that that hit that you you blew a running back up in the backfield it was your only tackle for loss, um, but it reminded me of Clowney in uh in Carolina a couple of years ago where he just lit that dude up, and then Ryan Kerrigan, uh, you get a game ball because you had nine snaps and one sack, so talk about making the most out of your opportunities, man. Yeah, efficiency. Um, so it's it's weird to see his snap count not really weird but it's interesting to see it uh really nosedive uh beyond week one uh kind of makes you wonder as i segue into the miscellaneous talk uh part of it is ryan kerrigan a trade target in these upcoming weeks i mean if you want to be honest if you're looking for the future he probably should be yes he should if you're you're being selfish because he does give you that one or two you know, sack performance? No. So realistically, I need someone to check me for myself because it should be yes. Do I want to see him go? Absolutely not. I want him to retire Redskin. I want to see him in the ring of fame, fame at FedEx Field. And I want him to be a lifelong Redskin because we have, who is the last lifelong Redskin that we've had? I, I couldn't tell you. I, I don't know. Daryl Green, the topic yeah. of next next pod on Thursday. That's right. No question. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would Man. love to see Ryan stay, but if you're looking, really looking for the health and welfare of the future of this Washington football team, you have to trade him. You have to. Or renegotiate his deal, put him to a very, very low salary, and call it a day. That's yeah. 30, what, 31, 32? 32 years old, I think. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's getting up there. He's still serviceable. I think that he can, he can definitely be an asset uh, for a team that's competing. And, and honestly – 
as much as I would love to see him win a Lombardi with us, it, it ain't coming um, during his tenure. Um, send him somewhere where he can win, man. I, I wouldn't mind that at all. I think he deserves it. I, I, I back on him a lot, but I'm sure the chiefs will pick uh, him up. Hey, I'm in Kansas, <laughs> man. So I'll, I'll take him. I'll take him. My, my, my seven year old is a chiefs fan uh, now. Oh, good for him. That's okay. That was my team he, growing up. He, he, he tells me Christian Okoye. Yeah. He, he, he tells me, he's like, dad, I still like, I still like the Redskins though. Or, you know, he doesn't know the Washington football team yet. So he still says Redskins. I still say Redskins. Hell, yeah. the pod still says Redskins. But uh, yeah, he's like, I still like the Redskins, dad. I'm like, no, you don't. You're a traitor. You look like Pat Mahomes. And he gets mad. He's a light-skinned little dude with curly hair. He's like, don't call me Patrick. So I'm like, okay, he likes Malcolm. That's his name. So we'll stick to it. But yeah. Malcolm uh, Holmes. Yeah. Do, do we have any <laughs> trade targets? Not really targets, but do you think we're going to trade anyone uh, before the trade deadline? Do we make... Do no. we trade a Ryan Kerrigan for offensive lineman? Is there any upgrade with what we got? Like, I think our offensive line is complete garbage. Um, do we have anyone capable of being a backup somewhere else that could be a quality starter for us? Like, well, I think you're starting to see the trade market in the NFL kind of start morphing towards baseball because in baseball, they're cutthroat. If you're at the end of your contract and they can't afford you, peace, right? They, tra- they, yep. they You go to another team for the three quarters of the season and you just play out your contract and either they resign you or you hit free agency. We don't really see that in the NFL, although I wish we would. It'd be pretty awesome if we did because I think the NFL, the football is just such a harder sport to pick up than baseball. Baseball, you just kind of go do your thing. That being said, I don't know who else from the NFL is on the trade block that, you know, we could receive. Are you guys hearing any buzz or news about anyone who's not really working out with their teams that could be traded? And nothing's really gravitating towards me off the top of my head besides the rumors about Dwayne and all the other stuff. And, you know, if Pittsburgh's a viable option for him, which it probably is the best option for him with Mike Tomlin, I don't know who they would give up in return for a future quarterback or a pick for that matter. I have a sneaking suspicion. We don't trade anybody and that Dwayne really isn't an option to trade. I, I don't know why, but I got this, this, this nagging little part of me. Maybe it's, maybe it's my little inner Pollyanna being optimistic and cheerful that I almost want to take Ron at face value that he does want to see more out of Dwayne. Kerrigan may be a a more viable option, but again, I don't know what you're going to get for him at this point. I mean, what is the market for a a 10-year vet at this point? A a 10-year vet that's played a very physical position, very punishing, demanding position, where he's been injury-free all but one year which is positive, but also means that there's a lot of wear on those tires. So I don't know what the market would be for him. So I don't know if we could really get anything worth an upgrade this season. Maybe I'll get some lower round draft picks that you can then repackage for a higher draft pick. Yeah. I mean like, so like the the trade deadline, I believe is like week nine, right? So after week eight or I don't, I don't know, but like, like I just look at Denver. Like, say Denver was four and one, you know, five and one this week, and Von Miller went down, and they're like, shit. Like, we we have a chance to either win our division or make a decent playoff push. 
I think then Kerrigan's trade value would be more realistic. Um, right now, we would need someone, a starting caliber offensive or outside linebacker and or D-end uh, to get injured. And then, then look at the Washington football team and say, hey, you got this dude who's aging, but he's still capable. Do you want to give him up for like a late round draft pick? All right. So here's something interesting. And this is going to this is going to make our podcast interesting, if nothing else. The NFL trade deadline is November 3rd. That falls right after the bye week. Yep. Yeah. So, well, what do we need? Everything. What do we need? What do we need right now? <laughs> we well, I know, I get it. I get it. But we what? need everything. Not yeah. defensive. Not defensive line. <laughs> linebacker. Line. I, I would love to get a linebacker out of this trade. I would love to find a linebacker somehow. And you know what? Cole Holcomb did pretty good playing playing linebacker. I was pretty happy with his performance in the inside. They had him right in the middle, where he played last year. He didn't yeah. do too bad. His lateral movement was was pretty good definitely better than Bostic I'll tell you that I'd really like to get an offensive line but I yeah. really really wish we could that would be the best thing but you think the skins are going to trade Haskins before the trade deadline or you you think I don't keep hold on to him I... put it this way if if Kyle Allen doesn't win games but does lose us games they'll go back to Dwayne well let's look at this real let's look at this from another scenario let's just say they do want to trade Dwayne right let's just say hey Kyle's the guy for the rest of the year we we're working we're going to get a quarterback next year Alex is number two Montez the emergency quarterback maybe they play Montez for the year who knows let's just say they're in on trading Dwayne what does it take to receive Dwayne from a pick perspective. Like what's the, what is, what is fair for Dwayne Haskins to be traded? Not that I want that by any means. I, I do not want that. I would love to see him as our new quarterback. No, but we got to discuss these things because they are possibilities. Look, yeah. we're all, all three of us, all three of us here have been riding for Dwayne. So let's, let's make that clear because apparently there's some misconception. You know, just because we can objectively evaluate other quarterbacks doesn't mean we don't like Dwayne. But that's hard because it a lot of it depends on the team. There's Pittsburgh probably would be the one that would give us the most value because they want somebody they can groom into being Roethlisberger's replacement. And Dwayne fits that mold. He's very Roethlisberger-like. Big arm, big body, doesn't go down easy. Um, and, you know, Dwayne may just you know, need that time to sit behind somebody like Big Ben. Yeah. I'm going to say I hope we can get a second rounder for him. And the only reason I'm comping it is that's because that's what Josh Rosen was – that's what the Josh see, Rosen trade to Miami cost was a second rounder. Worst case, insane. worst case, a third rounder. I'm going to say, I would say third because yeah. I take a third. I think that the Josh Rosen experience that Miami had killed that market a little bit. I yeah. would take a third from like the Jets. I won't take a third from a like high the, third. Yeah. A high yeah, third. It, a high yeah. third. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, it, it, it can't be a number thirty-three or number thirty-two in the third round. Like that, that would suck. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think the Chiefs. Or... You know, there. You know, there are Jets fans who who want to see the Jets trade Darnold for Haskins straight up. I mean, good for them, not good for us. Yeah. Right. I don't know. There's a lot of people who that. like Darnold. They just think so. That he's Darnold. On an awful Darnold team. is. He's. He's. I. I. I'm kind of in that boat. I'm not sold yet, but he's freaking mobile dude he made his one scramble on monday night football a couple weeks ago i was like my gosh that dude's got some feet he can move um so i don't know sam Darnold's a very intriguing person i i don't think i would want him on i'm that. not sold on him either no, but I'm not. he does i mean there's the, those in a no both ones that i don't like and ones that i do like that talk about these things like darnold but I mean, I don't, that that trade's not going to happen. But I just think it's funny that that's something that their fan base is actively talking about. Yeah, it's crazy because his numbers are damn near identical to Dwayne's. Yeah, man. I mean, fifty nine percent completion percentage for Sam, sixty one for Dwayne, uh, seven hundred ninety two passing yards for Sam, uh, nine thirty nine for Dwayne, three touchdowns, four interceptions. And a QB ring of 70.7 for Sammy. And then four touchdowns, three interceptions, and a QB rating of 80.3 for Dwayne. Quick question for you guys, too. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, just keep this in perspective. Do you know who Sam Darnold's best receiver is by a mile? It's probably uh, Crowder, right? Correct, James Crowder. Hey, do you guys remember in preseason we talked about a podcast? About we asked the question, who's a better comp, Stevenson or Jamison Crowder? I was like, Jamison Crowder. This, all day. this is the segment where the 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 hosts pump their chest and say, "I said that, I said that." Yeah, no, we talked about nah, this. He's, Jameson, he's good. I know. Jamison is his like, um, he's his safety valve. He's, he's that's why we miss Jamison Crowder. Yeah. So, but before we finish the Miss Lady's talk, I do want to say that with Kyle Allen, this game, he's a love hate quarterback, right? He's young. I think it's like he's on his 16th or 17th start, but he's a love hate quarterback because every single game he'll do things that you love and he'll do things that he hates every single game, except for one last year where I think he threw for two fifty six and three touchdowns. But this game was no different than his other games. He'll show you all some good stuff. And then he'll just, it's like all the, it takes one Oh shit to ruin all the attaboys. You know, we say that in the military a lot and this game was no different. So, but I, I did really like the way he came back strong from those turnovers. So I, I really, I do want to put that out there. He came back strong from those turnovers, but why in the world is Kyle Allen throwing 42 times a game? Like he should not have to throw 42 times. Dwayne shouldn't be throwing 42 times a game. No, we have no running game, no identity, man. I think I had 23 total rushes. I mean, 24, maybe. I don't know. I don't have 24 I total. Ru- Here's yeah, see. Let me pull this back up because this is this stack killed me. All right. We ran the ball 24 times. Giants only ran at 26, by the way. Giants only had 46 total plays. We had 69. But um, 24 total rushes, 86 yards. Garbage. That is trash. Both of those numbers are trash. The, Did you both see of those him? numbers. Do not win in the NFL. You see Someone Edwards Hilaire some... for the uh, Chiefs tonight? No. Oh, my I God. He, he he put a stink on the uh, the Bills, 161 rushing yards. But he was averaging like eight and a half yards a clip. 
Well, I so much for Le'Veon Bell killing his fantasy value. Oh, yeah, that's that's not going to happen anytime soon. Uh, yeah, he got me 39 fantasy points. So sorry, Ellie, whenever you hear the replay, I smashed you. And I will continue <laughs> to smash you. Because right now I am up 174 to 121. Mm-hmm. So Ellie, he was talking that big shit about, hey, what's up if you're undefeated in fantasy? He's lost three straight. It's about to be four straight. So yeah, yeah. shout out to well, Ellie. You're I'm not, about not here to I'm about yourself. to climb back to 500. So <laughs> and Steve, you're still undefeated, so, aren't you? Yeah, but I, let me check. I don't think that's going to last tonight, though. We will. I we took shall down. See. I took down the oh, four and one Mike Piat. Yes, I'm about to be six and zero. Oh, sorry. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Closest game of the week too. I literally you beat him by bastard. half a point. <laughs> Listen, Ellie made these scorings. So Ellie made the scoring. So it's it's so beneficial for me. I mean, I've, I've been doing. It takes one or two players to blow up, and you're safe. It's crazy because you also need like one catch, and you get 14 yards in this league. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, the scores are awesome. I like I like this league. This is fun. <laughs> need to get y'all in next year. And Franklin Smith, if you're listening, you're the only person that didn't pay dues. I sent you an email. If you don't pay your dues, I'm locking your team. All right, that's your last warning. You should lock his team and bench everyone. <laughs> hey, easy win. What's his, a, what's his what's what's his what's his record in the league? Zero and five. It's always, there's always one. There's it's twenty fucking dollars, man. I, everyone I hate else it. paid. So I hate it. There's there's yeah. always one, always one. So we are at the shout out phase of the pod. So Franklin Smith, pay your fucking dues. It's twenty dollars. Um, you said yes, you want to play, so pay. Uh, shout out to the homie Dev. Uh, he 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 kind of chimed in with us before we went live on the pod. Said what's up. Uh, uh, making those uh, fancy cars for GM. So uh, I appreciate him. You guys know my dream car. So I very much appreciate him. I'm pretty sure he'll probably fart in it one day if I ever get uh, blessed enough to <laughs> to get one. Uh, shout out to Ellie. Uh, don't know where you are, homie. Uh, hopefully all is well. You've have been kind of quiet in the chat today too. Uh, maybe he's mad at you, Phil. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, Just to- a replay of the previous week. <laughs> yeah, no shit. It is Groundhog Day. Uh, shout out to Ron Rivera for pulling the wool wool over all of our eyes and telling us that we will be playing for the division crown. And what a letdown that has been. That's my shout out so far. I'll come back to it. Phil, what you got? Uh, shout out to Kyle Allen, like being that girlfriend that, you know, you have <laughs> all kinds of awesome sex with and it's great and you go on these great trips and then she like cheats on you in the worst imaginable way possible and sends you video of it. That was this game watching Kyle Allen. Um, <laughs> Rod's over here dying with this one. <laughs> oh, uh, man. That's it, you know. Like, like Steve said, love hate quarterback, and and I don't know. Part of me hates it. Part part of me loves it and hates it because I hate the fact that it's like your 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 heart rate cannot stay in a consistent rhythm throughout the game. But I love it in the sense that it's like, well, it won't not be interesting. <laughs> but I'd rather it be. I better be consistently elated, and I don't think Kyle Allen's going to do that for me. But who knows? Um, quick shout out, quick out to the quick shout out to the Arizona Cardinals. 
whooping the Cowboys ass 21 to three. Go ahead, Phil. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, yeah, see, that was, that see, was one of mine and, too. And, and, and everybody <laughs> thought that and, and, and there's certain people in uh in our group and on this pod, not here, that swore up and down that we were going to get we we're gonna get pounded by the Cowboys. And I'm just I'm not seeing it, you know. Not look. without Dakota Rain Prescott, man. Head <sighs> hey, Jerry Jones. I'm sure you won't listen to the Redskins Axe podcast, but if you do, pay that man because he's a bad man. I, damn, you're seeing it. They, they are not doing shit on offense with the red rifle in there. So, yeah. Nope, the soulless ginger cannot do it. Um, Steve loves my soulless yes, ginger. Shit. I do. I do. <laughs> Uh, shout out to Dustin Walsh, Mike Fiat, Greg Delaney, and Jeff Hama, who were all happy to hear me say check out tonight's pod because I told them that there would be objective discussion or maybe it would dissolve into a massive fight. We We've gave you the good. objective discussion tonight. We've been good. We've been We've good. Been good. Um, also, shout out to, to Cody Jones. He's been really active lately. Um, check. He's been checking in from uh, Montana. Shout out to Andy Burroughs because hey, you had me as of all people to have on your on your initial spinoff pod. This this being a fan, I encourage you all to check it out after you listen to ours. Um, he had me, so and that was fun. So shout out to Andy Burroughs and uh, yeah, those those are the guys who who have caught my eye this for tonight. Steve, shout out to Rod for finally coming back to us. We miss you. Yes, I miss, I miss you guys too. Welcome I was so back. mad. I was so mad. Welcome but my wife, back. thank, thank Mrs. Thomas because she's the one who told me to come back. I was like, and she makes you wings man. and fries. So yes, oh thank God. you, Mrs. Thomas. Thank you, yeah. Tawana. Tawana, did I say that right? Yeah, Tawana. Yes. Yep. Thank you, Tawana. If you're listening, to this, shout out to Tawana. <laughs> I'm sure she hears that. Wanna, I, I'm gonna wait for an invite because I wanna. I want some of these wings and fries that I hey, keep hearing about. I, I, she made some more just normal fried uh, chicken wings tonight, and I was like, "You should like open a restaurant." And she's like, "I don't want to do that." But yeah, I'm, <laughs> I, maybe I'm boosting her up. But like, they're fucking good. Like, I should be 400 pounds. Thank God I'm not. If you're in Kansas in in April, I'll be out there next year. So hopefully, I I, sh- I will be here as long as I'm not a warfighter. I'll be here, man. Come good. see me. All right. Shout out to Ellie. Miss you tonight, man. Uh, shout out to Dev. Know you're doing your thing, working night shift. And shout out to the pregame crew, like Phil said. Um, Jesse, Cody, Chris McDaniel, Parker. And shout uh, out to Parker for throwing all us it. all for a loop yesterday. Yeah, Parker. We, yeah. got, we said this is informal, and Parker was like, fuck that. I've been running my pod for longer than you guys. And he just took over, and I was like, what's going <laughs> hey, respect, on? Respect, respect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and 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 shout out to the Cardinals once again. It's twenty one zero at the half, like you said, Rod. I mean, this is the worst division in football by far. I think it's the worst division in a long time. So even which though is we're why I guess four, Ron thought we had a shot at winning it. We still do, <laughs> which is the funny part. We're one I game out of first nuts. place. Oh my gosh, one game God, out. Of if first we can have no turnovers, our defense may carry us to a division title at six and ten. Yeah, buddy. So. Hey, yeah. shout out to the Redskins Addicts group on Facebook, man. Like, I'm looking at the, the group insights. 20,000 comments in the last 28 days. Like, this, yeah. we're, we're 4,500 folks, and not all 4,500 are active. We we do have our group of folks who, who comment a lot more often than some. 
Um, but that's dope, man. It's it's dope to see the interaction. I know that the pod is starting to gain a little bit more tracks from some of the folks inside the group as well. Uh, so for those who are listening and continue to listen, thank you. Um, we, we do this for fun. There's no real money or anything in this. Um, it truly is just something fun for us to do. Um, if it turns out to be, you know, a, a little lucrative side hustle, then, you know, it is what it is. But uh, I just really love getting together with my brothers, man, and, and talking some um, some Washington football team, football, um, trying to grow. I'm not trying to call them the Redskins. I'm trying. Day at a time, day at a time. But, uh, fellas, I think we are wrapping up pod 27, man. It's, uh, it's good to be back. Happy to be back. And uh, I will see y'all folks on Thursday. Hail. Peace. Peace. Hail.